All right, so this is this is actually take two, people. Um, I actually did start recording prior to this, but I was so fucking out of breath that I just had to stop the audio altogether and really gather myself. Now, um, I was out of breath the first take that I just, uh, you know, deleted that audio. Um, I was out of breath because I literally, when I got done watching this movie, I literally ran off, um, you know, to my little area where I do my reviews sometimes. And I, I wanted to do it literally right after the credits went off for this movie. Literally, I wanted this movie to be so fresh in my mind that I'm giving, you know, I don't have to watch it a second time. I don't have to do my notes afterwards. I literally was paying attention to this movie front and back and taking notes while I was watching it. And I got to say, man, uh, you know, I, I would say I was pleasantly surprised, but I think I'm surprised it was better than I thought it was going to be because I actually had I was actually really speaking highly of this film before it came out. And um, if you guys want to check out, I think I did two episodes in regards to this wrong turn reboot sequel, whatever you want to call it. It is a it is a soft reboot. But, um, you know, the first episode I did, it, it was titled, uh, you know, we're taking another wrong turn and nobody's talking about it. And I was just basically saying, you know, uh, what the fucking title really was, because I'm like, I, I know that we've had six movies prior, but wrong turn, uh, believe it or not, is it has a really big fan base, man. And I know that people as the movies go on, they do get progressively worse with the exception of part four. But um, basically, th there are people that love. Uh, one eye sawtooth and three finger they love the inbred uh hillbilly cannibals they they absolutely adore them on screen they are way more vicious than the hills have eyes mutants and they become way more popular than the hills have eye mutants in my in my opinion but um i, I just thought it was really interesting that I, I guess people had given up on the series because you know like i said they had gotten progressively worse and you know they there's nothing to really look forward to other than the gore that's literally all you're watching it for is you know uh splatterpunk gore type of shit and no character development at all no really good directing or writing the kills are the highlights basically and um i just i thought it was really interesting that for one nobody was talking about the fact that they were trying to go back to ground zero with this idea and nobody was talking about the fact that alan b mcelroy who wrote the first wrong turn and halloween 4 was coming back to write this movie you know he was coming back to the wrong turn series and i thought that was kind of a big deal man and i remember really just being intrigued by the entire idea and i'm like yo like people really need to start talking about this film then when the trailer came out i was um I, I'm not gonna say I was disappointed, but I felt like they was cock teasing a little bit. They did not show me one eye, saw two, three finger, no inbred hillbilly cannibals. You get little glimpses of people here and there. You get deer carcasses on people in the woods running past. You get the traps and shit like that. But um, I, I was really intrigued by that trailer. It was not a bad trailer at all. The the production quality definitely looked a hell of a lot better. It looked like they were really taking the movie seriously. So, you know, I, I was going, looking at some non-spoiler reviews when the movie came out, not too in-depth, just skimming through them, and everybody was basically saying, you know, if you're a fan of this Wrong Turn movie, um, well, not everybody, I'll say the majority of people are saying, if you're a fan of the first Wrong Turn in the series in general, then you're going to, you're kind of going to get your bang for your buck, but you're going to get something completely different, and it's going to, it's going to divide fans of the Wrong Turn series, but I feel like six movies in, and as bad as the majority of the movies are, um, if not all the sequels, then something different completely 
is is not complete is it's not completely bad in in this case, man. But yo, man, I I, I really have to say that this movie, man. Th- there were moments where I thought the the movie was over. And then they just, you know, they crowbar, not crowbar, but they just sucker punch you with something else. And then it just keeps going. Then you think it's over again. Then they sucker punch you again with something else. Like the movie is surprisingly done really, really well, man. But this is the thing I'm going to say. This is a spoiler review, people, if y'all didn't know by clicking on it. And I'm actually, I'm not going to get into every single scene. I think the most thing, the most that I'll break down is probably the ending, if anything. But um, I'm not going to get into every nook and cranny and every little line of dialogue and every bit of character development. I'm not going to do that and waste too much time. But however, this uh, this is a movie I really feel like should not have been called Wrong Turn. Uh, no disrespect to uh, Mike P. Nelson and Alan B. McElroy. However, I do feel like this is some this is a completely different movie, man. You do get little droplets sprinkled on to the film that make it a wrong turn like film. But notice I say wrong turn like film. This is this is probably, you know, if you're going to watch the movies and look for some type of uh, context and consistency, then you need to watch the original wrong turn. In this movie that's it and i'm a i actually i am i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna say i'm a fan of wrong turn Four: bloody beginnings i love the sanatorium or was it sanatorium or sanitarium whatever the fuck it is that they're in it's an asylum it's a crazy house i love the setting that they're in i love that it's a prequel for um for the three hillbilly brothers the cannibals i, I love wrong turn four man it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures the rest of them fucking suck man um wrong turn two uh, Henry Rollins is the best thing about it, and it's it's the gore is just overload, man. Because in the first movie you had gore in it, but it was it was I'm not gonna say it was tastefully done, but they did it. They had really violent gore sparingly. Um, but I like that about the movie. It was not heavy on the gore overload. Instead, we had really great characters, really great acting, and really tense moments with the with the mutants and the and the human survivors. But the second one's not terrible, but it is doesn't hold a fucking candle to the, you know, to the original. The third one I actually have not seen. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I do like the idea that it's basically the cops and robbers and three finger. It's just three finger running around in the woods with traps. Cops and robbers are in there getting fucked up. Like I said, wrong turn four is a guilty pleasure for me. Part five is fucking garbage. And I'm mad Doug Bradley was even a part of that movie. And part six is just basically a fucking inbred porno, you know, with with splatter punk gore in it. And um, this shit here, man, first of all, like I said, Mike P. Nelson is the director. Um, Alan B. McElroy came back to write the script. You've got uh, Charlotte Vegas in this, Matthew Modine, who probably is the most top billing actor here. No disrespect to the rest of the cast, but Matthew Modine is the only one that I recognize for the most part. You've got uh, Aiden Bradley, uh, who plays Darius. I forgot to say Charlotte Vega plays Jen. Matthew Modine plays Scott, Jen's father. Uh, Darius is actually Jen's boyfriend. You've got Dylan McTee and Emma Dumont. They play Adam and Mila. Adrian Favela and Vardan Aurora. They play Luis and Gary. They are a couple. There's basically a couple's thing in this movie. Now, um, and you've also got Tim Dazarn who plays uh, Nate, who was in Cabin in the Woods, and he is good at playing that guy who's just like, you don't want to go out there. And he's like spitting and like spitting on the ground. He's 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 like the epitome. He's basically this movie's version of the old guy in the first movie when Desmond Harrington went to the gas station and he he asked the guy for directions and he basically gives him. <laughs> the wrong turn right of course of course of course he would but it you know um 
there is a twist to that character though we think tim design is character nate is that cabin in the woods guy that's just like you guys gonna die man you go out in the woods you ain't never coming back but it's like there's a twist to his character that i actually fucking like now as far as the plot you have it, it's a pretty basic plot man it's a wrong turn movie so you don't need anything really in depth now the plot does take different turns here and there and it's one of the reasons why this movie gets the rating that it does man I, I can't lie about that because a lot of this shit I did not expect at all and the plot basically you know you've got a bunch of friends that just go hiking uh in the mountains somewhere and of course they get fucking lost now you know when they get lost they come across the foundation who you know it, it is the subtitle for this movie the foundation is the civilization of people the the basically the wrong term people but these are not your you know if you're going into this movie looking for one eye sawtooth and three finger you're not going to get it if you go into this movie looking for inbred cannibals uh, uh mutants of any kind you are not getting that so y'all gotta strap the f i'm telling y'all y'all have to strap the fuck in and really expect something completely different with this film man and this i'm telling you it's going to be such a divisive film for people that are hardcore fans of this series because they do exist out there man they really do these people have rocked out for six movies on in and um they 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 want more you know there, there were a lot of people looking forward to wrong turn seven after six i wasn't but this one is cool um now does the new setup work uh sure sure why not it, you know that it's it's a bunch of fuck i mean personally for me i ain't going out there i've been camping before but i'm not about to go hiking uh I'm, i don't like places where i don't have phone service and i'm not doing it but the setup for the film sure it works this is the seventh movie in this franchise this is a common you know it's a common premise so yeah i'm not gonna say man this is dumb why they still you know i could say like you know in the trailer it says in 2000 and what was it 2003 wrong turn came out i think and it's like in 2003 we took a wrong turn in 2021 we still haven't learned and it's like yeah we really fucking have it man we really haven't learned a goddamn thing about going into these woods and messing with these hillbillies and the foundations and traps and just nature itself man it does not always work out in people's favor now um like i said the plot works for this film uh the characters i'm not gonna lie man um i did not have any particular favorites until the until the end of the movie until the until we get near the end of the movie in the third act because I'm not gonna lie, man, these characters really started, uh, not in the opening scenes. I'm glad that they had, you know, that bar scene with the, um, with the characters and the scene before that and the scenes after that where these characters are interacting with each other. Like I said, um, Charlotte Vega's character, Jen and Aiden Bradley's character, Darius, you know, I, I do like that they put an interracial relationship in here because it play you know it plays on something that one of the characters says in the movie and there's all like I said uh, Dylan McTee who plays Adam and Emma Dumont who plays Mila they are kind of like the dysfunctional couple in the movie there's a scene where he actually fucking leaves her it's kind of kind of reminds me of that scene in like Leprechaun Origins where the dude's girlfriend trips and he just fucking runs off without her but they're like the more dysfunctional couple and then you've got Luis and Gary uh, played by Adrian Favela in um uh Vardan Vardan Aurora I hope I'm saying these names right and they are the you know the gay couple in the movie now the, one of the lines that does play when they're in the bar and they're not really getting along with the natives in there and they're talking like really loud and the natives confront them you know it's like 
They're like, yeah, what, what, why did they single us out? And it's like, come on now, he's a black guy with a white girlfriend and you two guys are the gay couple. And it's like, you know, they, they, there's, they, they play on the stereotypes in, in that scene. They don't really drag it out. But uh, as far as the characters go, they, they got annoying because when shit started to hit the fan, right? There's, when logic is supposed to, to exist and i'm like i was scrunching my face up for a second when logic is supposed to exist these characters just can't fucking get and i I don't know if they did this on purpose these characters can't seem to get their shit together and, and and be on the same page for two fucking seconds man for two seconds but like i said as the movie goes along people start to pull their weight people get less annoying but it's like it's mainly when shit hits the fan and the moment they run into the foundation where these characters get annoying it's not until they actually get captured until they all get captured that i start to like them there are moments here and there where i do like the characters reactions they have really realistic reactions here i'll get to some of those in a second um as far as the char- some of the characters being annoying the acting is is not terrible. The acting gets progressively better as the movie goes on. Cause like I said, the characters they start to come out of these annoying shells that I that I saw them in. But the acting is is not terrible. Um if I had to single somebody, I, I don't really want to single anybody out here. All the acting is on par with basically what you would think is supposed to be conveyed in a wrong term movie i will say this this is probably the best acting that the series has seen since the first movie uh the first movie like i said had desmond harrington uh elijah dushku uh what's his name jeremy sisto emmanuel trickery uh lindy booth and kevin zagers were in that film now this like i said wrong turn one and wrong turn the foundation that's the best acting you're going to get an entire series so i can't really say anything about the acting here because it's really oscar worthy compared to the shit that we've we've previously gotten in the last five sequels or so now um the 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 thing i'm not really going to keep breaking down shit scene for scene for scene there are deaths in this movie man and there's another thing that's really going to divide people with this film, and it is the deaths, the violence, the gore or lack thereof in this movie, because I'm going to be completely honest, man. If you're going into this movie again, expecting uh, gore that's on the levels of wrong turn two through six, chalk that shit. You're getting gore on the levels of the first wrong turn, but it's a little more vicious in this one. This shit packs a a little more bite and punch up in this motherfucker, and I could appreciate that. Um, And surprisingly for me, I'm a gore hound. That's really why I go back to the wrong turn sequels as bad as they are. You know, you would think somebody like me that just said a statement like that would be pissed off that they toned down the gore, but nah, I think that actually works in his favor because it kind of forces people to get out of that whole, well, I'm just going for the kills. You know what I'm saying? It's going to separate those people because if you are going for the kills, you're not just going to get that. You're going to get actual fucking character development. You're going to get story. You're going to get backstory on the foundation. So I can appreciate that with uh mike p nelson's execution and alan b mcelroy's writing that they didn't focus so much on the gore this is not a spectacle people like the last couple sequels were it it really isn't man but i'm trying to tell y'all man the traps and the deaths like when the when they want it to be vicious it is oh my god it is vicious it's vicious like a, a lost in the woods movie should be there's a scene where the group basically 
you know, they get split up just a little bit, just enough for somebody to die. There's this big ass, of course, I don't know if anybody saw it in the clip that they dropped on YouTube before the release of the film. There's this big ass log, and I'm not talking about the Ren and Stimpy log that everybody knows and loves. I'm talking about this shit is huge, and it comes rolling down the hill on some Indiana Jones shit, and everybody's running. Everybody's running away from it on some Indiana Jones shit. But what happens is they start to trip and fall. The log rolls over some of them. But of course, the guy, I think the, the Gary character, the, the guy who is one of the boyfriends in the film, uh, t- you know, uh, that's uh, Luis's boyfriend in the film. You know, you see the shot of the log rolling towards him. He's his back is against a tree. He screams and you get a shot of, you know, birds flying away in the trees, sh- the trees shaking. So, you know, it's a rat. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of I thought they were going to they were going to dupe me here because uh, there's a hand that's lifting up and it looks like it's lifting up over a log. And I'm like, Oh, Gary survived. Good, good shit. Good shit. That's good. I'm, I'm glad he survived. But you see everybody. And I love that scene because when everybody's getting up and everybody's all dazed and confused, <laughs> um, they've got like, like splinters in their face and everybody's all bloodied and scratched up. It's pretty realistic, man. I wanted to pick the splinters out of their face, but of course we see Gary has been crushed by the fucking log and his boyfriend Luis is just looking at his body. And when they show it, it's like, it's not a quick cut per se, but it is fairly short when they show his body. His face is just fucking smashed, man. And it is a gruesome effect. It is not overly violent. It's very realistic, man. His brains aren't like splashed all over his face. It's not a bunch of cherry, a bunch of cherry pie, but it is so realistic and so vicious when they show it, man. And like I said, the deaths, man, not only just the deaths, but the injuries. There's an injury that happens before they even show Gary's dead body pressed against that log where the character of Darius, the token black guy, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he his girlfriend's like, oh my God, Darius, your finger. And his, ooh, his fucking finger is like bent all the way backwards. He's got to tie it up or something. But when his finger was bent backwards, I'm like, ah, it doesn't always have to be gore, man. Cause y'all know how I am, man. Like with, with the cringe city shit, man, broken bones and oh, just it's nasty 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 business man and um like i said the deaths are not overly violent but they do hit man there's a scene where uh the character of mila you know i I can't really remember and i'm mad uh because i hope i don't start to forget things as i go along luckily i took some notes so it'll probably jog my memory but you know somehow she falls into this pit and her boyfriend adam comes to look you know to check up on her and you see she's fallen into a pit that's got wooden spikes in it it's basically like the pit from mortal Kombat, and she's like impaled you know it's going through her chest and it's one that's you know going through her leg and she can't move and her you know her boyfriend's like you know i'm gonna I'm come back for you i'm gonna get you some help and she's like get me out of here and, and she can't fucking move you know and she when she looks down at the spike in her leg she gives off like this moan that's it's kind of like oh shit this happened too like if it wasn't one it's another like her reaction is so fucking crazy but then you've got one of the foundation members he, he comes up and they've got these fucking deer carcasses on their heads and they're draped in like uh animal skin and animal fur and they very much are woodsmen like the wrong turn uh hillbillies were in the original series but uh they're a little more they they are they're not tame but they're not gonna run up hooting and hollering and screaming and making kissing noises and licking their tongues at you and shit they're not gonna do all that but you know when she's in that pit impaled on all those spikes 
you know, she's asking the, the, the one of the foundation members for help. He fucking shoots an arrow into her. They don't show it. And again, you don't really have to see something like that. I thought they were going to show the arrow go straight into her face, but they don't. You don't have to see it. It's, it's perfectly fine. Now, speaking of the foundation, let's talk about the foundation for a little bit, because this is one of the things that's going to uh, make or break this film for a lot of people, man. I thought it was going to make or break the film for me. Um this fa- the foundation's been around since 1859 they established that early on before shit even really really starts to hit the fan and they've basically just been surviving in the mountains and off the land all that time man so just generation after generation after generation of quote-unquote crazy and when i say quote-unquote crazy I say that for a reason, because there's a good flip on this movie that's really going to make people think like, wow, I did not expect to look at this movie in in such a way and question what's happening right now, because they do it so well. And I didn't I didn't expect it, man. Now, the foundation for me, they they are intimidating. They are big. Some of them are big. Some of them are imposing. Like I said, they have like axes and and makeshift weapons that they've made and bow and arrows and shit they are intimidating but i do i find them as scary as the three hill the 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 brothers in the first movie not really but they're not you know um they're not they ain't sweet they they ain't sweet at all but they they kind of remind me of just a demented version of the like if rob zombie made the flintstones if Rob Zombie made a live action versions of the Flintstones, I shit you not. The foundation is that. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful because that was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, the fuck is up? What's going on? Because they all get captured at some point. There's this little girl that keeps running around in the woods that they see. It's kind of like a play on the chick Ruby. And her name is Ruthie in the film, but it's kind of like a play on Ruby from uh, The Hills Have Eyes. But then you see another girl that was in town when they get captured. And she's like, uh, the, the main girl, Jen, when she's in the hole, she's like, oh, I know you from town. Please help me. And the chick's kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm skipping. I'm skipping around parts. I'm sorry. Basically, what happens is they way before Mila even falls into that pit. They think Mila's dead because they wake up, you know, they, they get lost in the woods after um, Gary gets killed and it's it's raining. And I love how Luis freaks out. You know, his his boyfriend's been killed, but Luis keeps freaking out, man. And he's like, yo, it's your fault. We're lost in the fucking woods and da, 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 da. And, you know, Adam basically has to give him a hug and, you know, tell him to calm down and all that shit. I'm skipping over parts, but my bad. But um, what happens is Gary, not Gary, Um, Adam, you know, there's a scene in the trailer where Adam gets that chain wrapped around his leg and he gets pulled into a hole. Now, they think Adam's dead. So what happens is Jen, Darius and Luis, basically, they are they're looking around trying to find everybody and trying to find their way out the woods. But uh, they're more so trying to find their way out of the woods and off the mountain. But they come across, you know, what every hillbilly slasher movie kind of has, the ones that are in the woods where um you basically see it's it's they call it a lost and found you see all the sunglasses and the cell phones and the weapons basically to collect this is a collection agency from all the shit that they have from the people that have gotten lost in the woods 
And um, they see the two foundation members carrying Adam's body on a big ass stick. You know, like he's like they're about to put him on some rotisserie type shit. And so they run out and they confront the people. They've got weapons that the three of them got weapons and they're confronting the foundation members, the two guys. And the foundation members, funny enough, have their own language. I, I don't really know what it is. You can't really make it out. to. I, I don't know how the hell they came up with that. But they've got their own language and they're speaking their language. They're not hurting anybody, but they're speaking their language. And um basically adam wakes up and he beats the fuck out of uh out of one of the foundation members he bashes his face in and then this is where the characters get annoying i'm going to get back to the capture scene in a second but the characters start to get annoying because when he bashes the head in of the foundation member you know up pops mila and she's like yeah i went to take a piss uh you, you know I, I i heard you guys yelling but i couldn't answer because those found you know those those big guys were in the woods and i didn't want to alert them or whatever happened so then the girl jen's like so you just killed that man for no reason and the dude's like yo like they were gonna fucking eat me like did you see how they had me strung up y'all seen that shit what the fuck did you expect me to do so you know the black guy darius is just like yo you're right man they got traps and shit out here they got deer carcasses on their heads they speaking in tongues and stuff like what was what were we supposed to do what was he supposed to do and she's just like so we just leave his body here jen is just not being the voice of reason right now she's like so we just leave his body here and and we just act like it never happened and like fuck yeah this shit never happened fuck these dudes and let's roll out you know what i'm saying but ev eventually that like they can't even agree it's kind of like that texas chainsaw massacre scene where it's just like we don't want to dump her body on the side of the road like a piece of trash it's like fuck that man ain't no cameras out in these woods unless the foundation is just that crafty to put cameras in the trees with the keebler elves and shit but nah man we got to roll out but you know it's, it's that thing of we just you know you just killed somebody what are we going to do and eventually they roll out but they all get captured now when they get captured um the chick is funny because the chick lures down an apple and something else in the in a bucket of water to Jen, and then she drops a ladder down. So when she comes up the ladder, you know, mind you, Jen's in, you know, everybody's in their uh, Jen's in like her tank top or panties. Everybody's in their drawers and and shirts and undershirts and shit. So it's basically Jen, Darius, Adam, and Louise because Mila's dead at this point. Gary's you know making love to a log in the woods, French kissing it and shit. But um, basically they get captured and they get taken underground into the foundation uh you know the foundation's foundation pretty much and but before they do they're going to the lair and you literally see the foundation is a very civilized per se group of people you know they plant they 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 um they they wash and dry you know they are very organized for the most part like with them living off the land and living out there and hunting and stuff like that they are called the foundation for a reason and it's very strange to see because these people have their own community you know what i'm saying this is like a community you would find on the walking dead or something like that and there's a twist to all of that but that was something that threw me off i'm like wait like these people are so fucking unified and organized it's kind of what's going on here so they go down to the lair and they literally set them down they set the fordham down in front of this table and out comes big daddy i don't know what the dude's name is we'll just call him big daddy for now because he's the big motherfucker he's the head honcho his daughter is you know he's got daughters and sons in the foundation and he takes his helmet off his helmet he takes the carcass off his head he's got a big ass wooden gavel now we find out that these characters who have taken this wrong turn and gotten captured are now on trial and i'm watching it like what the fuck is going on here 
And then I, I think it's, you know, I'm confused, but then I find out that it's interesting at the same time because this guy and the foundation are putting, you know, this guy is playing judge, jury, and executioner. So it's scary as fuck. And, um, it's interesting at the same time because he's, he's like, you all are on trial for murder. And they're like, murder? What? And then he's like, yes, you murdered my son in the woods. And he's like, oh, you know, the guy, Adam, is like, oh, shit. Like, the guy whose head I bashed in. And I'm even like, oh, shit. He's, they're putting him on trial for murder. But I'm like, wait, these motherfuckers are murderers, too. And, she, you know, they're basically pleading their case to the guy who's got the gavel, the head honcho. And they're like, listen, like, he, they were going to kill Adam. They were going to kill him and do God knows what to him. We thought that he killed Mila. And he's like, why? What, what gave you that idea? You know, uh, because because we look this way. He's like, we only carry these weapons and wear these uh, these deer, wear these things on our heads to go hunting. He's like, we didn't have plans to bother you. We picked him up and we were going to take him back. They said, they said something like we were going to fix him up and put him down so that somebody could find him and he could be found safely. And I'm watching it like, oh, shit, like these people are not what you think they are. They are not only a foundation, but, you know, they they literally are basically saying, yo, we mean you no harm. We are a civilization. They What they're doing is seemingly normal to them. They don't call themselves barbaric at all. They think that what they're doing is the is the way to live, the right thing to do. And I'm like, this is insane, man. This is like. This is two communities against each other. This is two opinions against each other in this trial. And it's a really crazy scene, man. And um, he's saying, like, you know, we, we plant our own food. We, we do this and we do that here. And he's like, you know, we don't like you guys, your civilization. We don't hate other people for what they do or do not have. So who the f like who are the barbarians here? Who's barbaric? Who are the monsters? And it really makes you think. And I love that they did that spin on the foundation and just this movie in general, because it's not a mindless slasher. It really makes you think like, wait, they kind of got a point here. And it's not even making them sympathetic, um, at least not sympathetic in the way where it takes away from their intimidation factor. Hell no, they're still intimidated as fuck. But it makes you think like, yo, who's really at fault here? You know, they did murder a guy. They didn't know. You know, he didn't speak their language and they automatically assumed. Now, I'm not going to lie. Me being a black man, I'm going to automatically assume that, too. You motherfuckers got deer carcasses on your head and the de and cow's fur chinchillas on with bow and arrows and makeshift weapons. Yeah, I'm going to think y'all I'm, I'm thinking y'all going to skin me alive while I'm alive. I, I know that ain't make no sense. I'm thinking they're going to skin me alive. While everybody else watch or something like how they had that, you know, filet young human scene in wrong turn four, I would automatically assume that. But then my ass would be on trial for murder with the foundation. And it's not going to end pretty because it does not end pretty for Adam, because it's like, listen, first of all, y'all tried to lie for y'all friend. That's perjury in the foundation court. And it's like you all are getting charged for lying and he's getting sentenced to death. Now, the death scene for Adam, man. It, it really reminded me of some uh, some uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Walking Dead when Negan bashes uh, Glenn's head and or Abraham, one or the other. And um, basically what happens is it doesn't really get to the, 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 the head bashing scene at first because Adam tries to escape. He, he you know, he's like he's like slowly like 
getting out of the ropes, you know, while they're doing the trial. And then he runs, he, you know, he jumps up and he puts the knife to little Ruthie. And he's like, listen, you're going to tie my friends and you're going to let us the fuck out of here. So the, the head honcho dude <laughs> starts walking up towards him. He's like, I see fear in you. He's like, I don't think you're going to do it. And Ruthie basically stabs him in the leg and then they grab him. And he's like, I shouldn't have called you a man. You know, you ain't shit, basically. So they tie his ass up and, you know, tape t- uh, tie his mouth up. And basically, they he takes a big ass Flintstone mallet type of thing and bashes his fucking head in. And they do show it. They cut away at some point, but they show the impact of him bashing his face in. And again, it's not overly gruesome. It's just vicious because it's not like I said, there's not a lot of cherry pie flying in this movie like you get in the other wrong turns films. It's very tastefully done, man. I use that word a lot when I talk about certain ways that violence is depicted on screen because it's not really gratuitous. It's it's just tastefully done at the end of the day. But there is one part that made that head bashing scene, uh, Adam's head bashing disturbing because his body jerks. You know, his body, he has like this aftershock and his body jerks before it just finally goes fully limp. And um, basically after the death sentence, you know, it, it makes you think like, who again, who are the bad guys here? And now what's going to happen is whoever's left uh which is jen darius and uh louise they're basically going to be sentenced to darkness which is it's a fucked up scene man they get sentenced to darkness and uh what it is we find out what it is because louise tries to run away he's freaking out man and one of the wrong turn people is quite the marksman because he throws a knife right in his back they drag his ass back so you see they've got a hot steaming poker and they burn louise's eyes out toss his ass up in the dark in, in in the dungeon of darkness that's really what they've what they're sentenced to and we see a little bit of that play more in as the film goes along in one scene as creepy as fuck but you know they've got the hot poker to to um what's his name to darius and jen is really this is when i start to love the character of jen man um she's quick on her feet man with her thinking and she's like wait 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 she's like you can't kill us don't do this to us she's like listen darius can you know he can build he can fix things and you know he can he can you know he can bring structure to the, to the foundation and this that and the other and they, they kind of start thinking about it like hmm we could use that because you know we we got these little tiki huts in here maybe we could use a you know a little wooden duplex or something like that we could use we could use some different structures around here maybe we want to create a little flat or condo something like that who knows three-story hut we gonna get our weight up with this guy darius so she basically you know she she crowbars him into the mix and he's like what the fuck are you doing yo like what's going on and then they're like well we know he can build what can you do and she's like I have no history of disease in my family. I'm healthy. She said, I can bear children. And when I said that, when she said that, I'm like, damn, she is a fucking rider, yo. Because how many chicks are really, how many women, if y'all are listening to this, how many of y'all going to take that one on the chin in front of your man? I know it's a life or death situation, but it's like, God damn. She basically said, look, this nigga can build and I can birth. What's up? don't kill us off and then you see they they take them on they 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 take them up on the offer and the big guy he's like you know are you ready to become a member of the foundation and they're both they both agree and he's like listen if you try to run you know if 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 we what do he say he said if um if the land doesn't kill you the animals will and he's like you know if if something else don't kill you or if the traps don't kill you will kill you and basically, it's like, you know, it's, it's an initiation. It's like the fucking Illuminati they about to join in. But you see, you automatically see their acceptance into the foundation because these two big ass guys come up and they give, um, 
you know, they give Darius knives and, uh, you know, they, 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 they have them take a drink from whatever the hell bottle they've got, whatever it is they're drinking, probably moonshine or some shit. You can, can you imagine the, what proof that moonshine is that, uh, the, the foundation drinks that shit's probably like a million proof. They get drunk off of a tingle of a sip, but you know, you see them walk off with him and they're kind of like laughing with him. Like, ah, you're one of us now type of type of deal. But you see Jen goes into the big guy's room and, you know, she basically gets naked in front of him and he looks at her. He's like, you're not as strong as you say you are. And then she grabs his hand and leads him over to this bed. And the bed's creepy because it's got bones around it. And it reminds me a lot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they've got the bones hanging from, you know, hanging as decorations, basically. But she leads him over to the bed and fucks him pretty much. And I'm glad that they don't show it because it we get the idea of what's going on. You don't have to have everything be shown on camera. You want to as fucked up as it can be. You still want to leave some things to the imagination. And, um, basically you, we, we cut from that and we see this woman in the, in the bar, Matthew Modine's going through it because he, you know, he can't find his daughter. That's the whole thing here. He's trying to find his daughter. She's been missing and all this other stuff. And everybody's like, Oh, she probably ran away. She probably joined the VH1 reality TV show. We don't know what the fuck happened to her. So he's like slowly giving up hope, but he doesn't want to. So you've got the exposition scene where the lady comes to him in the bar and she talks about the foundation. I'm sorry about your daughter. And she, you know, like I said, it's an exposition scene. And then Matthew Modine leaves out the bar and he gets his ass kicked by, uh, you know, by, by, by the old man Rivers character, by, uh, uh, Tim Desarn's character. And I'm like, why, like, why is he bothering this guy? He's just trying to find his daughter. He gets his ass kicked. The cops ride by the cops don't want no work. So what happens is they fucking drag his ass and take him to the foundation. And when he, when he wakes up at the foundation, Jen and Darius very much looked the part now. They look like one of the foundation. Darius, they gave him a fucking beard all of a sudden. I don't know what type of pubic hair they attached to his fucking face, but he's got a beard all of a sudden. Jen's got arrows on her. They all got the threads, that the, the same threads that the foundation has. They look the part. And basically... You know, they're going to sentence the father to death the next day, that following morning. So what happens is, and, and I didn't really know this was going to come, but if it didn't surprise me all that much, you know, Jen plans to escape with her dad. This is one of the biggest fucking problems I have in this movie, because when Jen, and, and I'm not, I'm going to try not to go on a rant, people. When Jen is like, dad, come with me. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? She's like, I got to stop them from killing you. She's like, I couldn't say anything because, you know, they would, they would have killed us both. Now let's go. So then you know, Darius pops up and Darius is like, what are you doing? She's like, we got to get the fuck up out of here. They're going to kill my dad because he's like, why now? And she's like, because they're going to kill my dad tomorrow. We got to roll. Let's go. This is this is when I lost my shit watching this movie. All right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Darius, bruh, brother, the only black face in this movie and you selling out to the foundation. My nigga, listen, you are fucking stupid. Now, this is not the actor. I'm talking about the character because this is what happens. Darius is like, I'm not going. And she turns around like, what? And he's like, these people, these people belong to me and I belong to them. This is the first time in my life where I feel accepted and this, that, and the other. I'm like, bruh, are you fucking kidding me? Like y'all went through all this shit the entire movie and these motherfuckers was about to burn your eyes out. They, they smashing your girl now about to knock her ass up. And you want to stay because you belong. I'm like, I'm thinking like, who raised this? Who mans is this? Who mans is this? Because I'm supposed to be rooting for the token black guy. Man, we are scarce in horror movies. We are scarce than a motherfucker. And not all of us make it out alive. A lot of us do, but it's not likely. 
When we make it out of horror movies, it's a fucking surprise, man. It's not like it's common all of a sudden. It's still a fucking surprise these days. But you want to conform? My man. My man. Oh, my God, people. That was my one of my biggest fucking gripes with this movie. Was I'm like, come on, bro. You're making us look bad out here. You're making us look bad. You're so worried about acceptance with the fucking Foundation Flintstones that you want to just stay with them and become their architect carpenter. Kiss my ass, man. Darius, you suck. You're a fucking asshole, and I don't like your character. Like I said, nothing against the actor, but I don't like that character, man. I don't know who I hate token black guy-wise more out of his character or the black guy from fucking uh, Black Christmas. I, it is a close neck-and-neck neck race, people. I'm trying to tell you, but I'm not going to go on a rant about that. However, I'm getting back to the, um, the scene of the darkness, the lair, when they're escaping. Matthew Modine and uh, the, the, the actress playing Jen. This is a creepy ass scene, man, because they don't kill the people that are in there whose eyes they gouged out with a hot poker. They let them just wander around and they got these little they got these musical cues that sound like something out of a Jordan Peele us or get out film. It's really creepy, like these little ding, 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 and it's like really fast, really quick. It's like if a spider was was on a violin making music. That's what it sounds like. And it's creepy because these motherfuckers don't have any eyes. Their eyes are gouged out. They can't even see the torches they're carrying around to, to make their way. Uh, you know, uh, Jen and dad, they can't see the, t the flame from the torch. They can only kind of hear them, but they're creeping around. They're human, but like, you know, at, at what cost, man? They're barely even human at this point because the majority of them have been there so long, just blinded. Some of them started eating each other. Like, it's fucking crazy. It's a really creepy, just hole-in-the-wall scene, man, that you didn't expect in a wrong-term movie. And I, I think it was shot really well, uh, the way that they showed the people creeping around and how uh, dimly lit it was, even with the light of, uh, from the torch. But what's fucked up uh, about that scene right there where it stops being creepy is we do find Luis, man. And, you know, Luis is sitting there in the corner, man. And, he can, you know, he turns towards him and you see his eyes all burnt out. He can't see shit. He can't hear shit. And Jen just looks at him. She puts the gun up to his head and she fires off and she, you know, she kills him. She, and I, I was shaking my head when I watched that scene because I'm like, yeah, you got to do it. You got to put him out of his misery because you can't take him with you um, and he can't stay there. So that's the only thing you could do. And it was a rough scene to to like to process because it's like, what would you do in a situation like that if that's a friend of yours? You know what I'm saying? But she puts him out of his misery. They get the fuck up out of there alive now there's there are moments where like i said you think the movie's over and it's not because when they get out uh kind of like in the first wrong turn it's a nice callback to that because there's a scene where desmond harrington and elijah dushku uh they make it to the top and they can see the road from there and you know she's like well how do you get that how are we gonna get down how are we gonna get you down and he's like well don't worry i'll get down and then you see saw two three finger and one eye drag her and carry her away and then you realize that the movie's not even over you got more of the third act left to go that's what happens is they keep getting attacked while they're trying to get off this fucking mountain and there's a scene that is one of the definitive moments for the character of jen in this film when they're getting attacked still and i was glad that she wailed on this guy the way the way she did because he
He's like, you know, when the guy, when, when they take your eyes and take your tongue, I'm going to keep the rest of you for myself. And it's, it's just like, oh, you nasty, perverted son of a bitch. So she stabs him. She takes out a knife and stabs him. She stabs this motherfucker to a pulp, like a bloody pulp. And again, they don't really make it too, too. It's vicious, but it's not super gory. But when Matthew Modine walks up on his daughter, she's like tired out. She's like stabbing him like slow as fuck, still stabbing him in his face. And I'm, he's probably like, he's thinking at this point, like, honey, like his, his face is a slushy, like he's dead. I think he's dead. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. You know, his face is literally orange juice pulp. So they get away and you think it's over, but they go in the woods and you see these flashlights go off. And I'm like, oh my, like, God damn, like are fucking uh, the, the, the saviors out there too. Is this like a crossover episode or something? And you see that it's old man rivers. I keep forgetting the guy's name um the the actual uh character name but tim Dizarn is out there with with his uh you know with the, with the shotgun brigade and you know she she puts the bow and arrow up and she's like get the fuck away from us and matthew modine's got a big ass axe a battle axe which is pretty badass too and um he's like listen man i tried to save you old man i told i thought your daughter was dead but he was like i thought beating the shit out of you would uh you know would make would knock some sense into you but you know you find out that Tim Dizarn's character's son went into the woods six years ago and the foundation fucked him up and he never saw him again. So he's like, listen, man, let's get you let's get you guys out of here again. You think it's over because the militia has come to save the day. Then knives start going flying out of nowhere and niggas start getting stabbed in the eye and shit. So they excuse me. So they've got to take out, a, you know the knife thrower which Matthew Modine does he he fucking winds up and tosses that battle axe in the in the back of the person throwing the knives which is a really good uh it's a really decent scene man I, I love it and um you know the big head honcho guy who is the head of the foundation he screams Jennifer's name as they're going to the truck the dad is actually carrying um her to the truck because she got stabbed in the leg but the guy the big foundation big daddy screams out Jennifer's name and then Tim Dizarn's character grabs a Molotov as they as you know as everybody else gets in the truck throws it into the woods you get this really dramatic slow motion shot of the woods burning the big head honcho guy with the fuck I think I want to say he's got like three deer carcasses in one as his helmet but uh, they show him just staring. And then, you know, you get what appears to be the ending. They're driving off and he offers them like, he's like, yeah, it's my grandpa's recipe. You want some? And then it's like, no, I'm good. I just want to get the fuck home, man. It's been a really long night. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to schedule some therapy this week. But, you know, they're, they're, they're driving off and you think it's the ending. And then we see, I don't know how much time has passed. I might have missed it if they did show it. Um, and you know, you see Jen talking to her dad and she's like, I love this nod. This is really decent writing here for the fans. There's a nod to the wrong turn movie and series in general, because Jen's talking to her dad and they're all, you know, happy go lucky cleaned up. She's about to drive off and she's like, dad, the boys really, uh, the boys want to spend some time with you. You know, uh, you coming over, don't forget it's movie night. And he's like, oh, okay. And she's like, he's like, well, what are we watching? And she's like, the boys want to watch a movie by some, um, something about inbred, uh, inbred hillbilly cannibals. And the dad's like, again, he's like, oh, all right. And I'm just like, you know what? That's a nice nod, man. Because if you were going to go completely left field and go batshit with this idea and turn it on its ear and make it something, something, uh, way out of the ordinary that the series is used to, then that's a cool nod to let people know, listen, I've seen the movies. Um, I know what you guys like, uh, maybe you'll get it next time. I don't know. Now I'm thinking the movie's over when they when they when they when they drive off when she drives off I'm thinking it's over and I'm ready to get this movie a seven and a half out of ten real shit this is a true story so she gets in the crib 
and I guess it's her grandma, you know, her or her mother. It's her mother. The dad's wife is at the house, and she's like, "Oh, Jen, meet our new neighbors." And I forgot the guy's name. I even forgot the actor's name. But lo and behold, sitting at the table with the grandma and the kids is fucking Big Daddy Head Honcho of the Foundation, super cleaned up with his beard, haircut. Uh, regular clothes on and everything and she's like yeah these are our new neighbors such and such and Ruthie a man I can't remember his name and little Ruthie's sitting at the table with him they're all just sitting there and Jen's just looking like I think I just shit myself you know what I'm saying like I, and I'm I almost did the same thing because I'm like what he cleaned up and got a haircut with a you know bought a Gillette razor got some new clothes and shit upgraded just to find her that's how you know her character he probably had no ass like that in a minute so he said listen this ass is too good she got that sunshine i got to drive away from the foundation civilization to find that because he came to the realization and that's real shit because i was in shock when i seen that scene i'm like wait hold up and then he's like you know um he's like and i see you're you're pregnant congratulations grandma he looks at her mom like congratulations grandma and she's pregnant he didn't knock her up and then you know what happens is there's a scene and it you know we find out that it's a dream sequence it's like a little she blacks out for a second because i thought that was going to be the end of the movie where he kills her entire family and she kills him but then you see the, the mom starts talking and then she kind of like snaps out of it and she's like can i have a word with him alone mom and then she gets the boys out the room and then she tells he's like you must come back with me it's been a long drive or whatever he says and she's like listen you have to promise me not to come back here ever again don't hurt my family and i'll come back with you he says you have my word so he walks out of the crib with her her and ruthie and ruthie grabs her hand and everything and um you see he's been dry he was he came there in an rv and there are other members of the foundation standing outside the rv waiting on them to bring her back so she drives off with them down the street and the credits start rolling and i'm like oh yeah oh yeah i said i i said this this is this is awesome but this is the icing on the cake i'm ready to turn the shit off and as the car the, the the rv's driving down the street the credits are rolling mind you the movie's over but it's not though because the car starts zigzagging and then it crashes into a parked car up the street and i'm like is is is, is, is my girl because it's my girl at this point man i love her character development she becomes a badass and i'm like is my girl doing what i think she's doing she jumps out the, you know, somebody falls out the, uh, the RV. She fucking start stabbing them up, stabbing them up, stabbing them up. So, so one of the other foundation members comes out. I think it's the head honcho guy. He comes out and he's like holding his neck, trying to get away. She throws the knife in his head <laughs> and then he falls down. She pulls the knife out, starts stabbing, 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 doing what she do. Little Ruthie comes out slow as ever. And then when she's finally stopped stabbing, you know, the last foundation member that was in that RV, Ruthie comes up, she grabs Ruthie's hand and they walk off. And I'm waiting at this point. I'm waiting for them to exit the frame because I'm like, if Ruthie stabs her or if she stabbed Ruthie, this movie is getting a fucking t 11 out of 10, man. I swear to God. But, you know, they walked off and the, the credits rolled. Now, if I missed a, you know, like a post credit scene, please somebody tell me and I will go back and watch it. But, yo, man, I you know, uh, up until that ending where you think it's ending and it's not, I was going to give it a seven and a half seven and a half out of ten but i'm literally going to give this a solid eight i really want to give it an eight and a half but what keeps it from a full ten is that the characters i did by the time it was time to root for the characters other than jen jen is the shit by the end of this movie trust and believe i would love to see her in another just the actress in general but i would love to see her in another wrong turn movie 
But when it's time to root for the characters and they finally start getting their shit together, I already know it's too late. You know, it, it took um, Adam to get fucking captured and get sentenced to death for him to finally get some balls and be like, you know what, untie my friends or I'm killing this little girl. And you know he's surrounded. You know his ass is going to die. It took for Luis to, uh, you know, uh, Luis wasn't really, he wasn't doing shit anyway. Luis was basically the, you know, he was the scary one. But, you know, by the time these characters start doing what they're supposed to do, it's too late. So I couldn't really root for all of the characters. And, you know, Jen stills the show. Matthew Modine is cool. But overall, the characters, it's like I I want to go into a movie and root for all of y'all. But I know there has to be conflict in order for there to be resolution amongst these characters. It's just that it was just bad timing, I feel, with um, some of the shit that the characters were doing. And that was a big reason that I could not give this movie a 10. Another reason I do not give this movie a 10, and I'm not going to lie, it is, it is it may come across as selfish as much as I'm praising this movie for being something completely different, which a reboot should be, remake, whatever you want to say whatever you want to do direct sequel whatever um i wanted sawtooth one eye and three finger man i wanted my boys i wanted three amigos back man i really did i was really expecting that and at most if they didn't put them in there i was expecting something like wrong turn two where it was all new mutant inbred cannibalistic people i was expecting just that but i'm not disappointed with what i got i'm just telling y'all why i couldn't give it a 10 there were certain things that i wanted that i didn't get but overall man this is a strong eight out of ten man and i feel like if you go into this movie uh two things if you go into this movie um, expecting a wrong turn reboot or, or, or soft reboot or sequel, you, you might, it, it's going to be hit or miss for you, for sure. It's going to be hit or miss because there are people who expect a certain thing that are not going to get it here at all in some instances. But I also feel like if you go into this movie and just completely scrap out of your mind the idea of the title, wrong turn. I feel like you will enjoy this movie as one of the better horror thrillers of 2021 and 2020 for that matter. I'll put it up there with 2020 because we got a lot of shitty horror movies last year, too. But this was really decent. People surprisingly, uh, not surprisingly, but it was way more surprising than I had anticipated it to be. Because like I said, uh, when I started the episode, I was looking forward to this. And when the trailer dropped, I was definitely I wanted it left me wanting more. It left me, you know curious as to what was going to happen and how the film was going to play out man and i really love i love the backstory and just the whole spin on the foundation that they did man yeah i didn't get the inbred cannibals the the mutants that i wanted but the way that they spun it and made it seem like wait are they the bad guys or are we you know what i'm saying like the what makes how we're living so different from how they're living you know conditions or you know uh, substance what like what makes us different from them and i love that man that's going to really make people think at the end of the day and it's really going to um it's going to attract a different type of audience if they want to continue this 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 series going on i'm gonna be real with y'all man i'm i wouldn't mind uh two more of these movies with the same director uh uh you know shout out to mike p nelson and shout out to alan b McElroy. I am all for these two coming back to collab on two more movies. I want a trilogy of this shit. And if it just so happened, you know what? That's me being greedy because I'm used to Fast and Furious and Resident Evil and shit like that where they're like 18 movies. That's kind of getting greedy for me to say if three of them work just as good, 
together, then bring on part four and five. And six. just like, nah, they, you might run out of steam. I'm cool with them doing a trilogy to this, man, because it was really fucking impressive what they did when they stripped away the things that we actually love about the original wrong turn movies for the most part, even the bad ones. That's pretty ballsy, man. It's pretty ballsy to do. And I can kind of see why why people give it the reviews that they do because they expected a certain thing. But I'm one of those people, and I say this a lot, man, in regards to remakes, that um, a remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it, should stand on its own. There is no reason we should get a carbon copy of what we saw before. Um, and you don't get that here. That's one of the reasons why I like the Black Christmas remake. That's one of the reasons why I like... Uh, the House of Wax remake. It's one of the reasons why I like Rob Zombie's Halloween. They're, when you do something completely different to, and, and the Child's Play remake, when you do something completely different to set it aside from, pun intended, the foundation that's already laid, um, that's, you really, it's a home run already. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't want to make it too, too familiar to the point where we're watching the same thing. We've seen the same thing in Wrong Turn 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. We've seen the same shit over and over and over. Uh, with the exception of part six, because they kind of really took the inbred shit really far in that movie. It's really insane. It's really disgusting. But, um, you know, you don't get the same shit here at all. And that plays to one of the the the, the film's biggest strength, man. And that is exactly why it's a strong, you know, fucking uh, eight out of ten for me. Like I said, shout out to Mike P. Nelson. He did a great job. Uh, directing this movie, just the overall execution. Like I said, the production value of this film looks really good. Um, there's no bad CGI here, in my opinion. There are no bad effects in here. Um, uh, Alan B. McElroy did a great job doing the writing. Uh, even through my complaints about some of the character decisions and some of the character moments, the writing is still good, man. It brings you back to how grounded the first film was. And, um, I really, I really want these guys to come back, man. Uh, this is definitely a movie I can go back and watch again and again. And uh, again, uh, you know, if you, if, if I was to recommend this to anybody, I'm going to tell you whatever you, you know. I, I sound like the opening of a trailer. Whatever you think you know about, it's like, but seriously, like that's how it is. Whatever you think you know about the Wrong Turn series, you kind of might want to put that aside. You know, if you want to dip into it every once in a while, as far as like the traps and being lost in the woods cool but this is completely different than what you're used to man and i appreciate their take on this film man overall so bravo good job to them man hopefully i tag everybody in this hopefully they listen to this review man and hear you know hear my my pros and cons about this movie if anything don't get it fucked up man there's way more pros than cons in this motherfucker it was awesome man love this movie man but um y'all already know where to go man and in the case that y'all don't which y'all should don't Make make no wrong turns. I know I know I keep saying y'all already know where to go, but some of y'all don't. And I'm saying don't make no listen, GPS motherfuckers, all right? It's 2021. We do not need to not know where to go at this point. But in the case that y'all don't and need to make the right turn here, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group. Happy Maniac Monday, motherfuckers. Uh, I still probably will bang out some commentary tonight. I feel good doing this review. I wanted to do commentary for a wrong turn, but I figured I'd do the review because I was taking my notes during. It made more sense. But uh, who knows? We'll see what happens later on in the day, people. And uh, last but not least, man, shout out to the two the reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Y'all already know the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. 
So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.